In today's readings, the church gives us a kind of overview of what you and I are called to do as baptized people who believe in the power of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection in our own lives. And we are to hear the word of God with an understanding that it accomplishes that for which it is spoken. And so we come together and we listen first to that wonderful prophecy about people who have a vision for how God will dwell continuously, caring for the people, in this case, of Israel, but in the Christian dispensation since Jesus is coming, for all believers who understand that God's presence continues in every single day of our lives and even into eternity. And that vision is a vision that's meant to give us hope, to give us a sense of promise in the power of God in our lives. Yet, right away in the second reading from Paul's letter to the Galatians, we begin to understand that in the early church there were some difficulties beginning to foment about people who had different experiences and came from different backgrounds. And in this particular segment of Paul's letter to the Galatians, he addresses a very serious controversy that was evident in the early church. The Jewish believers in Jesus understood that Jesus was the fulfillment of the law that they had experienced as Jewish people. And so they required of themselves and they thought of others that all people who came to follow Jesus needed to follow all the precepts of the, Judish, of the Jewish law, particularly that about circumcision. And yet, other believers who came from other backgrounds for whom circumcision was not part of their tradition really argued that point and said, I believe in the power of Jesus in my life. Why should I have to do what was required in a law that no longer necessarily is the fulfillment of God's plan. And so a controversy developed that was very serious in the church. And Paul addresses that in today's letter and says, circumcision or not circumcision doesn't matter. It's the cross of Jesus that matters. It's his life, death, and resurrection that gives hope to the world. And so for anyone who believes in the power of Jesus, it doesn't matter what roots they come from. What matters is the way they live their lives once faith has become a part of their experience. It's in that context, I think, that we then hear the gospel story from Luke, where 72 people, 72 people other than the 12 disciples, according to tradition, are sent out to proclaim and profess their faith and to go out into all areas and to spread the faith in the risen Lord, and to recognize that for some people, that will be an easy thing. For other people, it will be anything but easy. And so they have to go out and see how the power of God exists through their preaching, and how that preaching then begins to change their lives and the lives of those who listen. Into a world of controversy and difference, the disciples of Jesus were sent to help people understand God's continuing love for everyone, God's invitation to grace and goodness 
just as the first reading spoke to the Israelites. And yet in the midst of that journey of faith, there will be issues of confrontation and confounding that enter into the very real world in which we live. Which is why at the end of the gospel, Jesus says to the 72 as they come back, saying to him that they were able to accomplish a great deal. Well, that's wonderful. But recognize it's not in your feeling proud of what you're doing, but in recognizing that the kingdom of God needs to continue to come among you, that your lives are written in the book of life. So what does all that have to do with the way you and I live today? Especially in this very real world that seems like at the time of Galatians with Paul to have all sorts of controversies. Some even in the church, many in our political situation, sometimes even in the families in which we live. How do the controversies and difficulties help us, if at all, to build the kingdom of God? It seems to me that the answer is in the gospel as well, where Jesus sends the disciples out but tells them to persevere, to stay faithful to the message, to keep going even when it's difficult. And God knows that sometimes in our lives, at least in my life, it's much easier after a while to sort of give up and to just think that there's no promise at all. And it's just a terrible world in which we live and we wish we could have lived in a simpler time or that changes will happen that we want to have happen, that life will be simpler. And yet in the struggle of everyday faith, it is the kingdom of God, not your vision or my vision, that should hold sway. We are different people because the vision of God is extremely bountiful and wonderful for all people, not just people who think alike or have the same rituals or do the same things. But that's when it gets tough to persevere, to live as though that vision is still holding us and inviting us to the more. There's a wonderful segment of a book that I'm reading called The Peacemaker's Path that I happened to read about perseverance. And this is actually a quote from Martin Luther King, if you'll let me address that. He writes, when our days become dreary with low hovering clouds of despair, and when our nights become darker than a thousand midnights, let us remember that there is a creative force in this universe working to pull down the gigantic mountains of evil a power that can make a way out of no way and transform dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows. The point, love wins. The more we love each other in our families, in our diverse country, in the, in the church of which we are part, and in this world that just seems so conflicted at times, we go out to the nations to say, love wins. We experience it and we believe it. All our faiths celebrate that God's love will prevail. Life can be very discouraging if we don't see the results we want after working hard. But this is the principle of sowing and reaping. To achieve something great, it will take time and effort. 
We should understand that to achieve success in whatever we desire, there is a period of waiting and waiting and waiting. And so as you and I are sent out into the world today when we leave church, just like the disciples in the gospel story, we are challenged to believe in the power of Jesus, to keep that vision of the kingdom of God primary, and to let love prevail in the way you and I live our lives today, tomorrow, and until the kingdom comes.